Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 122. Suns fan here with Cinderin. How are you doing? Are you trying to mimic me? I did everything right, but I did Cinderman and you just said Cinderin. I got every other word correct. Close. But no cigar yeah. for you, Cinderin. How are you close. doing on this loveliest uh, I'm of days? Good. I'm good, Shannon. I, I feel surprisingly awake. Um, mm. you've, seen, you've seen how I can look like death sometimes when I show up for this because I wake up for it. But today, I, I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm so glad to hear that. Sleep thank is you weird. for sharing. You're, you're very welcome, Shannon. Um, you know, as part of the thank you, I think that you should start us out with the patron shout-outs on this episode, which oh. is still getting bigger. <laughs> Is this more than last week? It is. is insane, it sure actually. is. Holy shit. Yo, this is actually genuinely starting to be crazy how many people are in the Inbruged here. I, I don't think time, we, I, neither of us expected this in the time start. Time to double the price. Yeah, Starting I guess next so. year. <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> All right. Inbruged here. Our biggest supporters. Thank you, too. Shout out to my birthday boy, Craig. Dota is love. Check out the Midwest Dota 2 League this weekend, the largest Dota 2 land in North America in 2021, entirely community-run. See, I don't think we should have people advertising stuff in these, but if it's a community-run tournament, I'll allow it. True. I paid $40 to Sunsfan Hastatilsenerin to watch The Matrix every week. Molde Dota Club, Norway's best and only Dota team. Probably Norway's only team in any esport. Games for falling asleep. Zaddy Sova, Flozy B. Yo, these sound like rapper names. Disco sure. Farm D. Vincent Darksea. Sin, have you beat Dark Souls 3 legit or did you use a Dex build? I don't actually remember. I probably used a Dex build. Semper Pi, Hakuna Matata, the guy in the chair, Lucas Frankel. By the way, the least legit Dark Souls build is to go like tanky, right? Isn't that the most boring one? That's right, Cinder. And I know a lot about that game. Yeah. He, you should go for the Matrix build in Dark Souls. The guy it's in like the chair, Mario, Lucas right? Frankel. Shut up, Shannon. That was not a name, but it could have been. Commander Donut. <laughs> Johan Sunstein will be the Michael Jordan of Dota in four weeks. This mm. is someone who thinks OG will win three times in a row. It's my interpretation. Please help me. I'm imprisoned in Suns fans' testicles. Rest in peace, my friend. Brad Sheeran. Chakar. Playing against Wyvern on lane is so shitty, his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast. The Mega Pope. In New Zealand, friendship costs $50.32 per month. Thanks for the vaccines, Denmark. TI in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko 01 Hamscroats. Bacon, the secret to never losing a Dota game is to play butt naked wearing nothing else than a Viking helmet and a pair of Jordan 1. Shark TM, Onion the Dog, Novi Panda, Dop, Sosnek in Japanese is Niniku as I'm half Japanese. Nothing to see here. Underscore man. The nine-hour purge video that follows a monstrous patch is Ben Broomhead's religion. Pitch black, wooden aftertaste, done talk. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Anonymous, now buying my friendship with Cinnarin for 30 USD. That's a good price. Peter, <laughs> Beastmaster's, Beastmaster's mother died during childbirth, and his father was trampled to death when Beastmaster was young. Neebling, that explains a lot. Perkadur, can't wait for Sunster and a TI. I love you guys. Oh, thank you. Wow. Well, you read them all. Thank you. List. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was ready to... Get it handed off to me, but you just couldn't I was stop on a yourself. Roll, dude. Huh? Yeah, all right. I, I was on a roll. Uh, well, that's good that you did that. Thank you to all you all you beautiful people out there. Uh, but it's a good thing you did that because I'm about to go on a fucking rant, Cinderin. Oh boy, here comes. I'm about to rant the shit huh? out of this podcast, and it's NBA related. So let's get started. Uh, so there has been some vaccine related drama in the NBA. As you know, the preseason is about to start, so training camp has begun already. And there are obviously a lot of people, the smart people that want uh, everybody to be vaccinated in the NBA. 
And there's mm -hmm. a couple locations that that's already a requirement. So, for example, could be more than this, but San Francisco has a requirement that if you're in an arena or whatever the requirement is, you have to be vaccinated. That So that's for the Golden State Warriors. And New York slash New Jersey, same thing. And guess who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, which is in New Jersey? Take a wild guess. Uh, Charles Barkley. Very good guess, but no, he's about 55 years old right now. Uh, do you remember a he's, guy that well, I ranted about named Kyrie fucking Irvin, Irving, sorry. Middle Kyrie, isn't that fucking. the character in Star Wars? It might as well be at this point, because he's comical okay. as fuck. He is the guy that believes the earth is flat. Do you remember us having this conversation? Mm-hmm, I do. Okay, so the guy is a stupid, stupid idiot. So do he's, you, though. He's <laughs> he's very good at basketball, although he gets injured a lot. And he's on qu quite, like, this is the opinion of quite a few people, probably the best team in the NBA that will probably win the championship because he has two other superstars with him. Okay. I want to read this quote about what's going on right now. So okay. Irving, who serves as vice president on the executive committee of the Players Union, which is a whole fucking mess all on itself, recently started following and liking Instagram posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims that secret societies are implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan. This Moderna microchip misinformation campaign has spread across multiple NBA locker room and group chats, according to several of the dozen-plus current players, Hall of Famers, league executives, arena workers, and virologists interviewed for the story over the past week. Kyrie Irving might just be the fucking stupidest person that has ever existed that is so able to function, apparently, at a high level at something, which is, in this case, basketball. So he put if he, all his skill points into basketball when he grew up. Yeah, he sure There's did. Not, no points left. Yeah. So if he doesn't show up for now, like I don't know what the rules are going to be in terms of the NBA mandating stuff or whatever, he won't be able to play games in his arena. So if you play 82 games, half of your games are at home. And if that right. happens, then he doesn't get paid for those games and he gets paid a shit ton. So I think he's going to end up caving eventually. But the fact that this but is a story is ridiculous. The quote you read out, you said it was spreading through the locker rooms. Does that mean that everyone is laughing at his story or that some people are buying into it? Because so, if some people are buying into it, they're no wiser, right? Right. So there's 90% vaccination rate in the NBA, which is obviously better than average anywhere else. Right. Uh, although NFL is actually higher, which is ironic. But um, Why is that just ironic? Because... The NFL is considered to be like the more uh, right-leaning league, I guess you could I say. Okay. Like I was just thinking time. as a sport, it has more close contact than basketball does in some ways. Right. Depending. But the fact I mean, that there's sports. even more players in the NFL is kind of crazy in addition to that. Right. But anyway, um, so this just got me thinking about a couple of things that, you know, vaccine related. I know we've talked about this a lot, but I feel like mm -hmm. it needs to be talked about a bit more apparently. <laughs> Because there's still people yes. that post on the video that try to counteract things that we say. It's like, okay. I think in general, the thing that bothers me is if you're not sure of something, like I haven't been sure of stuff in the past, who do you talk to to get answers about those questions? It's experts Kylie in the Irving. field. If I have a basketball question and I'm able to talk to Kyrie Irving about it, that would be a good person because he's extremely good at the sport. If I wanted to that talk Dota related shit with somebody like advice it wouldn't be cinderin probably it would be an actual pro player okay okay and when That's it comes funny. to covid guess who i listen to scientists nobody oh. i don't somehow this shit is getting politicized why I thought you're gonna say the joe rogan podcast oh god that's another fucking thing entirely but that okay. the idea of talking like getting your ideas trusting in people that are smarter than you in that field is just that's it works in every facet of life. And then the idea of man, like the reason they don't like it is because people are telling them to do it. It's almost like this little kid mentality where the mandating process, that's what bothers them. But then if you bring up an example, like I don't know how you guys do this in Denmark, but in the US, it is required by law to wear a seatbelt. 
That's yeah. that is a it mandate, is. right? And that is yeah. to save your life, not anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, that is to save your life. Mm-hmm. So you can make the same argument. So what's the difference with the vaccine? Except the difference is it's even worse because it's not just saving your life. We don't give a shit about you, actually. <laughs> if you're gonna be that stupid, it's more about saving other people. Like, right. gee, and it's about it. Could, you could relate it to business as well. It's affecting business from every fucking country. Like the thing that doesn't make sense is that you don't trust the government. That's fine. Okay, I get it. But are you? Do you believe that there's some conspiracy that every country is in on? Like, just blows my mind. I don't. I don't understand. I, just, I, I think in order to reach these people that don't believe in this stuff, I think the seatbelt analogy is really good. And what you do is you make it more literal. So instead of like trying to use it as a, a metaphor, or as a as a comparison, you just tell them instead of wearing a mask, now you have to wear a seatbelt in public everywhere you go, and then you start selling seatbelts that you just put on, and they're gonna wear those because they're used to that. <laughs> and then you hope it helps somehow. Yeah, That's that, my I'm idea. sure. If the seatbelt seat covers their mouth with a mask, so yeah, so like you tie it and then it goes on your mouth. A seatbelt across the mouth and nose. I mean, that could suffocate them, which might also be a potential uh, way to solve the issue in the future. But we're not there yet. Anyway, uh, next thing on the list, Cinder, and let's talk about the schedule for next week, which you and I haven't mm-hmm. really talked about. But so this episode is going to be a bit light in the topics. Uh, we're going to obviously talk about what's happened in the last week. Uh, but our pre-TI episode where we talk about predictions and all things TI-10 is going to be probably a couple days before our normal, so in like five days-ish, but kind of dependent on what our setup is going to look like because we don't know much. <laughs> a bit TBD. Yeah, we're f- yeah. When are you flying out? Is that on Sunday or Monday? You're flying Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm flying out Monday because it's a shorter flight for me. So yeah, we arrive. Must be nice. We arrive in Bucharest on Monday, both of us, I guess, or maybe you arrive Sunday as well. I don't. Who cares? Depending on when you fly. All right. Anyway, so yeah, we're, well, we were planning on trying to record before the tournament starts, and the group stage starts on the seventh, which is a Thursday. Um. So hopefully we can get the recording in the Tuesday or Wednesday if everything lines up. So we should be able to do it. It is technically mm-hmm. possible that. There's not, <laughs> I, I can't envision a scenario because even if we can't stream it, which we might not be able to, that's the biggest question mark, I guess. We should mm-hmm. be able to local record if we're allowed to be in the same room together, which again, we're casting. So I assume that's going to be fine, but yeah. still technically TBD. So look forward to that next week. Uh, and then the last thing before we get officially started, I, I came out with a song, Sindarin. Did you, uh, mm-hmm. did you listen to it? What did you think? I did. I played it on stream. Oh, you took all the views. I see. Gotcha. Thanks. No, I didn't. Um, I inspired people to check it out oh. themselves because they were like, wow, this song sounds great. I'm definitely going to go listen to that again. Great. Thank you so much. So, You're very welcome. To give some back story to it, uh, for those that don't know, it's a song, a parody of a Bo Burnham song, which is an, a comedian that we talked about in a few episodes ago. Uh, he made a new special on Netflix called... Um, inside which i highly recommend it's really good basically he's like a comedian that does songwriting and singing and one of the songs is called that funny feeling and when i was in germany for esl actually it was before esl technically it was when i was doing commercials for dhl for esl uh nikki contacted me the first day i got there and she told me she had this idea I was like, okay, what is it? And she apparently just wrote an entire fucking song that day because she was inspired from that special. And she wrote every single lyric, which I was like, holy shit, this is this is awesome. Because I love doing, even though my singing is, eh, used to be better. I could definitely practice and be a little bit better. But either way, uh, it's still a lot of fun to do. And I got to work with my brother again. And he has friends that have like a little studio so they can do some sound editing and whatnot. So they do all the instrumentals. So yeah. And most importantly, you didn't tell me anything about it and I just randomly found it through a tweet. That's right. So that was that was the most important thing about being a good friend. I mean, what what is me telling you gonna do exactly, you know? Make me feel involved in your life. Mm, I see. Uh but to give you an idea of how long a process this, a lot. this thing takes, um so when she wrote it, 
And as of like five days before we released it, the lyrics were slightly different. And there's a lyric where I'm trying to remember. It was like uh, neutral uh, something about the new stuff is t- towards the beginning of the song where neutral items and then pudge jungle. And then I say brood mm. is bad, right? Right. Five days before that, it was already recorded and done. It was Tinker's Bad. Because oh. when she wrote it, it was like the uh. day, a couple days after the 7.30 patch, and Tinker was fucking horrible. And I right. was going through it. I'm like, wait, is Tinker still bad? And I looked at the winner. I'm like, oh, my God. He's actually <laughs> no, really good. He's very good. <laughs> it's like, all right, who can we replace this with? So last minute change the brood. But, yeah, a lot of fun. So I'll, I'll put the link in the description for anybody that wants to check that out. But always fun to do those. Okay, uh, 7.30D, Cinderman. A uh, mm-hmm. lot of little changes. Anything Anything speak to you? Well, we can talk about Tinker quickly. Overwhelming Blink got changed from doing 200 flat damage plus 100% strength to 100 flat plus 150% strength. That's largely a Tinker nerf. That's the hero that buys this that isn't a strength hero. Mm. Um so I found that an interesting way of going about nerfing a specific Tinker build, which had Overwhelming Blink and Shiva's Guard. Uh, neutral items got changed a bit. Nether Shawl is a bit better against physical and a bit worse against magical. Uh, and then largely, I mean, most of this is like, it's a small patch, right? It's small hero changes that needed it, probably. So Tinker got a little bit nerfed. Sven got a little bit nerfed again. Um... Dawnbreaker got a little bit nerfed in laning stage primarily. And I mean, that's pretty much it. A little bit of a nerf to Bane as well. I still think that hero is very good. But he got nerfed a little bit in lane too. But yeah, very small changes relative to what we've seen in the past. It's like minor percentage changes, a little bit of bonus. Like very, very small things. Let me ask you something. Tiny got nerfed. That was worth mentioning as well. I'm looking forward to Tiny's position one, by the way. I hope that's going to be at TI still. It Um, will be there still. Okay, this is going to sound like a dumb question, apparently, but the last professional, like obviously professional Dota is not being played, but at ESL, that's my Mm -hmm. most, like most of my knowledge, Klinks was OP. Yeah. He got buffed in this patch. What happened? Why is he, why did he need a buff? Uh, he got nerfed quite a lot after ESL, right? And oh, now maybe they oh, thought okay. it was so over him back a bit. Okay. Yeah, I don't think this was needed either. I agree. I read I read this change and I was like, why? Especially his level twenty talent got an extra arrow. That's like plus three. <laughs> the burning barrage on level twenty is pretty insane. So I mean, I thought this hero was going to see play if it was unchanged, but now it definitely will. I think. Uh, so are yeah. you confident? I think that is... was unnecessary entirely. But the a lot of the nerfs were good, like especially Tiny and Tinker was starting to be really stupidly good. Mm. Um, so yeah. Are you confident this is going to be the last patch before TI? At this point, you're a week away from groups. I don't think you might bug fix something, right? If something mm. is, or if it turns out something's like totally busted. But are you against? I think this is the last patch. I was actually I... not expecting this patch at all, to be honest. I was surprised okay. we got it. It was like. I think this is the closest to TI we've ever had a patch. It was less than two weeks before, right? Yeah, it's probably true. So, I know the answer to this question. Things. Are you against tournament patches? Mid-tournament patches? Yes. Unless something is totally broken, right? Again, Broken if you in find one way, a not bug, like a bug. Mm. Yeah, if you need something that to get hot-fixed... What if like something because it's working in an unintended way or is flat out just abusable, then I'm right. fine with that. But hero balance, it is what it is. All the teams have prepared for weeks. Hmm. Um, they know what's good. They know what's bad. If some heroes are broken, they're going to be banned every game, and then you play the rest, right? So, so if they came out with the a mid-tournament patch where one hero mm-hmm. has like some changes, you'd be against that. Yes, unless if it was broken. Like when you say broken, bug. you mean literally broken. Yeah, if there's something wrong, right, that right. isn't intended, okay. then just, yeah, yeah then fine. I would be against it. Okay. I mean, it is possible, for example, let's just say, because we've had TIs like this. A TI2 Lycan was stupidly good, right? Mm. If I remember correctly. And a TI3 Wisp was stupidly good. And they were still honestly not getting banned in a lot of games. So... 
the pro teams still try to adapt and find solutions. Uh, the solutions to IO in the grand finals of TI3 weren't very good. It won all five games, right? But um, there's always something you can do in Dota. Like, I don't think... I'm trying to think of an iteration of the game where a hero was so insanely broken that it felt uncounterable. Um, the closest that comes to mind in pro Dota is probably Lycan at TI2. Uh, that's where the whole meme of just ward his jungle comes from, if you remember. I think that was that that time. Um, on release, Earth Spirit maybe was uncounterable oh, yeah. to an extent. That was Earth but Spirit. Was it's a been mess. very few instances, and on release, Earth Spirit was not a TI. He got nerfed before TI. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the big topic. At Chat um, saying TF5 Lash Rack 2. That was also pretty nasty. Okay. Now let's from you're done, yes? Yeah, uh, okay, okay. Let's move on to the big topic of today, which I assume is yes. gonna be most of the conversation that we have. Mm-hmm. COVID in Romania slash TI ten. So I'm gonna read some tweets yep. from uh Baby Oling. Uh she I, I actually don't know what her position is right now. She used to be a manager of I forget what team. Anyway, I believe she's she's just generally involved with SEA Dota primarily. So I'm going to read a couple of her tweets. Team Aster players Monet, XXS, and Borax, as well as two staff members, have tested positive for COVID and are under self-quarantine. They're also staying in the same hotel as other TI-10 teams in Bucharest, which I can... I'm not going to say what the hotel is, but can verify this will not be the same hotel that everybody will be at. Um... And a quote from Lan M, who expressed his disappointment over the lack of COVID precautions at the TI-10 boot camp in Romania. No prior testing, no food slash water provided. So teams had to buy those outside their hotel and had to ask for COVID tests themselves when they felt ill. And his quote, as I mentioned, is, is this really TI? They also felt unsafe as people didn't wear masks even when there's a surge in cases in Romania and bars at the hotel lobby were given were always crowded. Um, players who were tested positive were also not given single rooms to quarantine in. He worries for the other teams in the hotel. Uh, in terms of Lanham specifically, he's down with an actual fever. Organizers promised medications since yesterday, which I guess was two days ago now, but no updates thus far. Didn't get in touch with us on how to get to the hospital either. Just told us to self-quarantine. And then in addition to that, from IG's Twitter, JT has tested positive as well. Um, but supporting... St- Wait. JT is now tested COVID positive, supporting staff along with JT. So people that were with him are negative as of the last report. Yeah. He's the only one from IG who has it. So now there's friend. some flack. Like, there's a lot of flack going around. And I can understand both sides. But I want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Is this anybody's fault? Do you think? Uh, I I think before, be before I talk about that, I I would like honestly I would like the narrative to be more about what should we do, right? Like you can sure. point fingers as much as you want about this stuff, but I think it's more important to figure out what the solution is, or if there is no solution, what is the best thing we can do, right? Because hmm. people are very quick to want to blame someone and place it somewhere and make you know give agency to the whole problem. Uh, but with something like this, it's very rarely that binary that it's just you are at fault and you are not at fault. It's often a combination of, you know, maybe organization uh, could have been better, but maybe players could have also been more careful or, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's it's very rare with something like this that it's flat on mm. just one side. That's wrong, right? But I'm not going to give my judgment because I genuinely don't know. I feel like when you read tweets like this and you take them at face value, there might, you know, be information that isn't being told. Uh, or it might have been misconstrued. So I don't know. What I think is important in this instance is I think a couple of the things that were suggested, I think getting single rooms for people that are infected is very important. I think that should happen. If there's no room in the current hotel, they should go to another one, probably. Just uh, you know, get, get transported safely to another place where they can be alone um, to try to limit spread. So I definitely think that should happen. And as far as TI goes with the group stages and everything, now we're obviously looking ahead, but people are starting to speculate, will these teams that have COVID-infected players not be able to play TI? Uh, I think it's important that we get some sort of statement or a solution. We're one yeah. week away from the tournament. 
people don't know if IG and if um, Aster will be allowed to play um, yeah, and under sure. what conditions. I think that's very important to... I mean, you know, do you have an opinion on how that theoretically should work? Uh, so depending on the way group stages usually get played out at TI is that the teams have their team room. Um, it is not on stage. The teams are together in a room and there's an admin making sure there's no cheating going on. And then the teams play and that's it. You could still do that. Um, but obviously if one player is infected and the rest of the team isn't and you want to try to separate that, you might have to put in some extra resources to have the infected player play separately in a different room. Uh, but still be monitored for anti-cheat purposes, and then the rest of the team sit together and they use voice chat, right? Those are, I think, eligible solutions. And then when it comes to main stage, if these teams qualify for the main stage of the tournament, um, again, similar story. If the players are not fit for fight or cleared uh, to not be infectious anymore to go on, this, on stage, you might have to have the rest of the team on stage and then the infected player or players play separately. Uh, while being monitored and then you're obviously right. on voice chat right and i know it sucks because this is there's like two sides to this when it comes to main stage right one is all right what's the safest for the players and the other one is tournament integrity because is it a pro or a con to not play on stage that is actually player specific some players crumble under the pressure and play worse when they're on stage and others play the games of their lives and if people are separated from this, it might this might sound weird, but it might be an advantage for some players to not be on stage. Mm -hmm. So then you're technically getting a competitive advantage by being sick, which is, you know, under the condition that you're not, you know, feeling bad and can't play properly, uh, but that you're just, you know, recovering from symptoms. So you don't really feel bad anymore, but you're still infectious, right? In the past, so like, that's a problem. G got sick multiple times, right? And they had right. to kind of. I don't know if they postponed it or they just paused the game and he went and puked and came back in or whatever. Right. Basically, it doesn't matter how sick you are. The game essentially goes on, right? Mm -hmm. But with COVID, it's obviously different because you're contagious to a degree that, you know, yep. it's completely different. Mm -hmm. I am personally, and I know this is going to be a judgment call, I think it's better to go with the solution that you went with. That's the first thing I thought of as well, where you just have a room he's isolated you have cameras set up so that you know that they're not doing anything shady uh there's a disadvantage to the not being in the same room as people so i mean mm -hmm. that's you talk about the advantage of not having the crowd affect you negatively which it could yeah. be the opposite which, as well right you don't know absolutely that. that's what i'm saying i'm just saying it's not a guaranteed negative to right. be separated but which it is, could also is a be, valid concern i think right but just being in a in a hotel room by yourself could also be mm -hmm. a negative where you're not able to Absolutely. communicate with teammates. Like, what are you going to do in between games? Like, uh, mm -hmm. the rest of the team is going to be in, like, the lobby of, like, the arena, and you're in your hotel room. Like, communicating is yeah. going to be a real bitch. I would so, say, overall, it is way more likely that it is a negative on your team. And if that's the case, then, you know, it fucking sucks, but you're still probably happy that you get to play at all, right? Yeah. It's like a glass half, empty half full kind of situation, the way you look at it. Yeah, and I, I agree with your original uh, assessment that we don't have enough information about it because I mean, we can talk about a few things, I guess, uh, with the information mm -hmm. that we do have. I've talked to a few teams, and they're, to my knowledge, again, I haven't talked to the Chinese teams, but a couple teams right. I've talked to, they essentially weren't required to be in Romania until basically now-ish, right? Or not right. even yet. Like most teams, if not all, are boot camping there on their own dime and mm -hmm. not provided by PGL or Valve or anything. Maybe they're right. provided some small thing. I don't know. But like mm -hmm. the teams that had to get there early because of visa issues, which is a, mostly the Chinese teams, they're set up for a long time, right? A lot of these teams have been there for a long ass time. And right. To some degree, it's like, you know, it's not reasonable for a tournament organizer to provide boot camp, you know, solutions for that period of time. But. On the other side, it is TI. It is fucking COVID. Like, right. maybe there should have been more restrictions on, like, I think the blame, it's not one individual or one entity. It's, it, and some of it's not even, you know, being blamed. Part of it's just the country. It's fucking riddled with, with COVID right now. It's like one of the worst countries, mm -hmm. if not the worst country in the world, actually. Um, and like, from our perspective, and I want to talk about this as well, mm -hmm. like, talent side. Actually, what are we allowed to say? We haven't really been 
told much, but if we get COVID, we're done. Basically, we go back home or we we can't work anymore. So it's it's like we're all vaccinated, obviously. So I'm mm-hmm. not worried about getting because again, being vaccinated does not mean you don't get sick. It does not mean you don't get symptoms. It means you do not get hospitalized, and it does lower your yeah. chance of contracting it, of course. But you can still mm-hmm. get it, and especially in a country that's completely riddled with fucking COVID right now. It can definitely happen, and you know, for a lot of people, there's a lot of question marks whether this. At what point, like, what does it need to get to to be really concerned? You know, or are we already there? I'm not sure because we don't have all the information yet. So it's just a really it's, weird. There, there's so much. There's so much uncertainty, right? And it, that that's the thing. Like, what's your threshold for being concerned? Is that that you're uncertain, or that there's so many people infected that you're worried the tournament can't be run, right? Right. Because I honestly, from my perspective, if this is if we take the ca- the steps of caution that we can. And everybody's responsible. I am not concerned. But the thing that you could be concerned about is the crowd. I think that is a little bit of a wild card right now. But internally among talent and players, even with this uh, minor outbreak or whatever you want to call it with a couple of players contracting it, I'm not really that concerned as long as, all right, we've identified this has happened. We take the correct steps moving forward to prevent further spread. And we handle it responsibly then i think it's gonna be all right and that we can run the event now what some people are saying valve or pgl or whatever whoever you want to say or the players should have done is um they were comparing it to what league did at the world championships where i think they flew out all players and talent it was two or three weeks in advance of the tournament itself Mm. and everyone bubbled for two weeks minimum uh, at the event which is something you could have done. But again, there's a couple of reasons that that might, in hindsight now, seem like a really good idea, but at the time might have seemed, seemed a little bit weird. Because it's about, <clears throat> at the time when TI was planned, first of all, originally it was in Sweden, right? And then it got moved. But we still had enough time to plan. Romania looked pretty good for a long time. Like, uh, in the, at least in the Danish guideline, it was a green country. Uh, which is like the highest quality in terms of low COVID rates and overall safety until I want to say a week or two ago that it was changed to yellow, which is the second lowest category. Um, So with that in mind, at the time, maybe it didn't feel like you needed to take exceptional careful precaution because Romania was looking fine. And it's this, you want to tread this balance where you want to be safe, but you also don't want to enforce players to take unnecessary um, how to say it to make it unnecessarily complicated like all the players are already vaccinated the country is green do you really need to bubble for two to three weeks or not I'm not going to say this as an expert again because I don't know enough about this but at the time let's say a month ago telling the players hey you need to come in and do time uh, obviously a lot of you guys are going to boot camp on your own that's great you know be careful use regular precaution wear a mask outside don't go out partying in nightclubs, right? Like, you know, just the the stuff that kind of doesn't need to be said in most cases should probably be fine, right? Um, It's just, it's like the perfect storm of probably a bit of bad luck on the side of some Chinese players, uh, the country getting worse just as we approach. And then on top of it all that maybe we could have been, had a bit more precautions, but... I don't know if it's fair or if it's right to blame Valve or PGL or whatever for not saying, hey, guys, if you want to play TI, every single player needs to arrive three weeks in advance. You need to bubble the whole time. We will provide for it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I mean, in hindsight, it might be easy to say, hey, just do it just in case, right? Uh, But I don't know if it would have been popular with the players. you got to keep that in mind, too. Uh, Obviously, they're the victims here of this. The Chinese players are. But I don't know if all players would have been like, hell yeah, let's go bubble for three weeks uh, prior to TI. They would be yeah. like, is and that really necessary, guys? We're all vaccinated. Well, Romania's another thing looking good. You know? to keep in I, mind. I don't, it's always, it's always going to be, why didn't we just do the other thing, right? And that's that's what's frustrating well, about kinda, stuff like this. We kind of talked about this before when they changed to Romania. Obviously, Sweden mm-hmm. basically canceling. Like, Valve doesn't have much time to... I mean, I'm, I'm a big critic of Valve when it's due, when you know, when mm-hmm. they deserve it because <laughs> they, they're not always right. perfect. But like 
if you want to have a tournament, if you want TI with, and you put all this work into getting Sweden up and running, and you got to change it up, it makes sense to go to Romania because PGL is located there. It makes a lot of right. sense, and it's in yep. Europe as well. Um, and then one more thing I want to add on, to, on turn, in terms of the COVID stuff, uh, I should mention that most of the information that I get about like how effective the vaccines are are basically through like the U.S. ones, which is Pfizer and Moderna. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard, and uh, this is where, again, when, I, when I'm not sure about something, I'm going to say it, which is now. Right. I have heard that some, like especially the Chinese vaccines are not nearly as good. So the Chinese players might get more affected potentially. I don't know if that's true, but it's just something to keep in mind. Because I know that, like, again, if I got COVID with Pfizer, mm-hmm. I might have symptoms. I might not. I would not be hospitalized. Ninety nine point nine point nine nine, whatever the fuck percent it is. Um, don't know about other vaccines though. I can't remember what I read. So the one that the most used vaccine in China, I believe, was the Sinovac, right? Um, I can't remember what I read. If it was that it is equally effective as the other ones against either the whole hospitalization aspect that you're saying, but less effective against uh, asymptomatic. Uh, mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, all in all, the short version that I read was that it's not that big of a difference. But again, none of us really knows, right? Um, and then there's the... And at the end I, of the day, in a way, does it actually matter for the sake of the argument, right? They could have also had Pfizer or Moderna and the same thing could have happened. Even if yeah. it was less likely, it still could have happened. Even if that vaccine is better, right? Like, you're not... With any vaccine, you're not 100% safe and exempt from anything. Uh, you can still get sick. You won't get terribly sick, but you could still get sick. And from what I understand with these players, none of them are like horribly ill. Like they have maybe a fever and feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable, um, but not like, okay, I need to be rushed to the ER, right? Right. So it's. Yeah, the, the whole idea of needing to know where the hospital is is just like a just in case thing. And then there's the idea of like yeah. the, the variants, like the Delta variant or where the other ones are, mm-hmm. where I'm sure, again, this is not a scientist. I'm sure some vaccines are a little bit more effective than others. Uh, it would be unlikely those. that they were equally good, right? Yeah. There's always going to be small variations. So. so, yeah, that's the big story. We, it's kind of an unknown. I, I assume TI is still going on as, as planned. Um, definitely put some trepidation in the water uh just being around you know in a country that is doing worse than the u.s i guess the u.s is doing good now uh overall the other one thing to keep in mind as well by the way is when we talk about countries with covid i think this is important is um when country numbers are out for covid it's countrywide right so it's considered an average overall um Bucharest has the highest vaccine rate out of anywhere in Romania, which is where we're going. Um, Mm. The vaccine rates are way worse out in rural areas. It's the same in basically every country, I think. The cities are more vaccinated and the rural areas are less. So if you're going to Romania, Bucharest is one of the better places in terms of vaccine rates, but it's also one of the ones with most people, right? So, you know, again, uh, if you prevent if you avoid going to like really crowded places with a lot of people and you just probably have like a regular you you play it safe we stick to ourselves in the hotel and don't go out unnecessarily I, again i think it's probably going to be pretty all right and in all of the speculation you know who knows where the chinese players contracted it from that's another thing like it's easy to say oh it's because it's in romania but you don't really know where and how the infection took place because it's obviously days delayed uh, you don't know the source so but one thing is clear and that is that romania is doing worse than it was a few weeks ago but i don't know how much worse it's doing in the capital compared to other cities well um, and something chat was bringing up as well that i remember reading is in addition is that there's some political stuff going on as well which mm. great timing for everything i guess ti wonderful <laughs> should <Yeah>. be fun <laughs> Hoping for the best. Okay, uh, let's get started with our SAP segment. Uh, SAP is an enterprise software company that's bringing their expertise via analytics and esports. Cinderin, do you have my question ready? I do. Oh boy, you're smiling. That's not good. I have it ready. Yeah, oh, no. you're gonna so like. We still this have one. zero points apiece. We <laughs> zero points. <yet. laughs> We're very. All bad right, at Shannon. This. 
I get your question first, yeah? Mine for you. Okay. All right. There is one correct answer to this question, okay? Wow, that's crazy. I, I need to specify it because of the wording. Which of the following stats is Centaur in first place for? Is it A, deaths in a game, B, <laughs> seconds of disable, C, assists per minute, or D, tower kills? I'll repeat them again. Deaths in a game, All right. seconds okay. of disable, assists per minute, or tower kills? Oh my god, tower kills with the Manta style. There's no way it can be tower. Oh my god. Alright, what were the first three again? Deaths in a game, seconds of okay. disable, no. or no. assists per minute. So it's either assists per minute or the tower kills. Assist per assist makes no assist per minute can't make sense because Spectre exists and Zeus exists. I'm gonna say tower kills, Cinderin. As expected, you're incorrect. <laughs> we will never get a point, will we? What is the it? The correct answer. Okay, do you want to have a second guess now? Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Y so you don't get points, but I'm curious what your second guess is now. Because you ruled out assist per minute. So yeah, I, I ruled out assist. There's no way. So it's either the stun one or what? Deaths in a game. It can't be deaths in a game. There's no fucking way. Yeah, I'll go with stun. The correct answer is deaths in a game. <laughs> How? Centaur is tied for first with 27. He is tied with Vengeful Spirit, Crystal Maiden, Troll Warlord, Ricky, and Lion. All Who the fuck died 27 times in a game with Centaur? Who? Here's your bonus thing. I found the, the game on Dota <laughs> Oh, no. Who is it? Guess who played against the team that had the 27 Death Centaur? You. Digital Chaos in oh, 2018. Shit. Really? It was the team with Moon Meander, Bryle, AUI 2000, Kitrak, and Ritsu. And they played against Team Blue Pikachu, who had a 27 Death Centaur and won against Digital Chaos, who had a 36,000 gold lead. Wait, who did you say was on Digital Chaos? That's not right. Huh? Who, who was on Digital Chaos? Kitrak, AUI 2000, Moon Meander, Bryle, and Ritsu. It was 2018. Was this after? Oh, this was after I left then. Some shit yeah, show. Yeah. Lineup it, it's a later together. version. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> they still wrong. Great. They sent our 27 times and lost. <laughs> I can't believe it. This game is. Oh my God, the graph of this. I'm going to link it to you on, on Discord. I think you'll find this one funny, actually. All right. Thank you so much. All right. I hope you get this wrong. Actually, I'm kind of hoping I'm just wrong from here on out. All right. Your question. In this patch, so 7.30 and beyond, which yeah. shard <laughs> which shard is bought with the longest average buy time? And I can tell so you the, the amount in the game. Right. But on average, right. it's bought the latest. And I can tell you the choices and how many games were played with these heroes. Okay. okay. So first, we have Morphling. And he has 149 games played. Okay. I need to boot out and look at what these shards do. Troll. Okay, that one is God. What is it? It's the. Is it the double adaptive strike? I think so. I think so too. Pretty sure. Second is Troll Warlord with 70 games played. His is the rampage thing. Anti Mage, 68 games played. And that one is, well, I guess it's changed a bit, but yeah, there's multiple. I guess the 7.30 shard would be the current one, right? So, mm -hmm. shit, what is that one? That's the one with the blink illusions. I thought that was the ags. That is the ags, indeed. It's the one with the counterspell passively grants a 900 radius aura, reducing enemy spell damage. Yeah, that's right. Reducing additional spell damage when you're within a smaller range. All right, and the fourth one is Centaur with 57 games played, and that's the double-edge slows and has a stack thing. Latest average buy time from Centaur, Anti-Mage, what was it? Centaur, Anti-Mage, Troll, and Morphling. And if you want, again, I, I, I thought I'd give you that hint with the match count. I don't know if it helps or not, but I can go over those again. So the average buy time being the latest. 
You can do this, buddy. Say it again. Troll Morph. Troll Morph Anti-Mage Centaur. All right. I'm going to go for Anti-Mage. Incorrect. Good attempt, Fuck. though. <laughs> so I tried to All right, trick my you a bit second guess. Yeah. Would be Troll. Incorrect. It's Morphling. So, so the trick question part was... Imagine we do this segment for like 10 weeks and then we find out they just rigged the whole thing and all the stats are wrong. Morphling, out of all his games, only bought it twice, Cinder, and two times. Does that surprise yeah. you? It doesn't seem like that bad of a shard. No, it's pretty good. Because he's always like super farmed late game. It's really, really weird. Yeah. yeah. That's okay, what I was zero thinking. points apiece. Congratulations. Now let's get on to the community question from... It's the letter U oh, with two dots above it. What is... What is that? I don't know what that you hang on. Let me let me open it up. Okay. It is from oh, that's literally the name. I thought it was a letter as part of a name. That's E. Right, I guess it's a smiley, e. right? E. I guess it's uh, a smiley. They ask which hero is the most picked in professional Dota 2 with a negative win rate. And the answer, if because this is a piggyback off of your question, right? With the most picked hero of all time. This is from 7.07 and beyond, by the way. Was right. Rubik, right? And mm -hmm. the answer is still Rubik. The most picked hero and has a negative win rate of 49.26%. Yeah. Very close to positive, but he's still... Yeah, he's close. So if you guys have questions that you want to see the answer to, uh, make sure to include the hashtag SAPEsports in the comments of YouTube, and we'll take a look, and we'll obviously give you a shout-out like we just did. Okay, next. Isn't it fascinating, though, just really quickly with Rubik, uh -huh. like, a hero that has an ulti that makes it steal other people's spells, mm. and then the rest of the way the hero is built is so balanced that it has almost exactly 50% win rate across 20, what's that, 15,000 games. Mm. 15,000 games, 49.26% win rate on this hero. I think that's pretty incredible when you think about it, that it has been this balanced in, in its winning over time. I agree. Like sometimes a hero will have a really good phase where it has really high win rate, and then when it gets bad, it just stops being picked, right? So the win rate can still be unnaturally yeah. inflated. It's not like it clubs where a lot of people it, right? will still play it even when it's bad, right? Right. So yeah. that's, that's pretty incredible to me that that's it's that cool. close to 50, actually. What a, what a great hero Rubik is. All right, next topic is probably the most important topic of the entire podcast, Cinderin. Something has mm -hmm. been bothering me for years. I'm going to give some preface here, okay? Okay. If you guys, you know how I mentioned that I, I put stuff in, in the game, and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of stuff is my ideas, obviously. I mean, at this point, we all realize that. So I had an issue with the mouse cursor. Do you remember what the mouse cursor used to look like uh, for yes. literally six, seven years or whatever it was? Yeah, it looked like the Windows default cursor. No, it did not, actually. It looked like a. it had zero textures on it. It was just one color, no gradient. And it looked like it was enormous. It was like a 640 by 480, like super oh, so low the, res. So the gray one. Yeah, it was gray, and it looked terrible. Right. And it okay. bothered me for so many years that I literally made the first uh, cursor pack in Dota, as you remember. We included it in our chest. I contacted right. Valve and begged them, please allow us to submit mouse cursors. And they did. And they were fucking awesome. It's the clockwork hand, the necro hand. I the... used the centaur one, I think. No, you used the timber saw one. I used to use the centaur oh. one. And then we had a weird Venno okay. one. I actually changed to necro. But anyway, mm -hmm. the reason I bring that up is because there's something else in the game that I wouldn't say it bothered me to the same degree, but it's bothered me quite a bit over the years. And nobody, I have never heard one person complain about it. And you know it's me, we're playing the game I have to complain. And I'm going to show the stream, and you guys can see on the video, if you're watching or if you're listening on audio, apologies. Have you seen this arrow? Have you fucking... It is 2021, the year of Gaben, our Lord, 2021. That arrow is still in the fucking game. I don't even know how you make that come up, actually. Your hero has to be off screen, and I don't know what else yeah. the conditions are. Because it's not just that. I don't think it's you getting attacked either. I don't know what it is, 
but it is horrible. It looks like something somebody made as an example in what's that program in uh shit powerpoint from 1996 literally Nine, if this was made in 1996 for a geocity site it would have been acceptable it's 2021 and this fucking thing is still in the game why can we please remove it please do you want to remove it or do you want to redesign it so it looks better either one i do actually you think- don't know the purpose of it I think its purpose is to help players find their hero. Okay. So, yeah, redesign it. If they're a beginner and they lost the overview or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can also just, you know, click the hotkey of your hero. But I think it's just meant to be like a guiding, a guiding hand or something. Right. So, redesign it, Cinderin. Please. Put somebody's you face know, there. I don't care what it is. It needs to not look like that. I have not thought about this arrow <laughs> <I'm> existing <laughs> for... I, I don't know, in maybe all the time I have played, or at least for many years. So the fact that I haven't even thought about it yeah. makes me want them to keep it because it annoys you and oh nobody else cares. Oh my god. So Somebody I, I hope out it doesn't there get changed. has to care. Like, I don't really have OCD. Oh maybe I have a slight case. It's possible, but a How lot of people have OCD. these things? Like, well, it's, it's there all the time. What do you mean? You don't look at your like screen? You should, you, should get, you should get into like quality control of video games because you I find agree. the most obnoxiously irrelevant shit <laughs> and want to fix it so I'm badly. actually really good at quality control, actually, because I am very I believe picky, it. I believe it. Picky. You would find the most ridiculous things. We could be a great team. I can proofread the text. I'm very good at that. Valve, you can proofread the visuals. Ice Frog, if you're watching, could you please patch this the before dream TI? Team. <laughs> please. I, I can't... If I see this in a game when I'm... Actually, it doesn't come up when you're casting, does it? It's only when you're playing. So I guess we won't get into that combo live on stage. <laughs> it's <but>. too funny. <laughs> that, that arrow genuinely looks like something from the alpha. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Please, let's start a petition. It's oh, funny. Somebody start it up. We'll, we'll get it signed. Okay. And the final topic, before we get on to a couple uh, Patreon mailbag questions that have kind of piled up over time... League of Legends, Cinderin. They're coming out with their Netflix series, and it de- debuts on November 6th. It is called Arcane. Have you seen the trailer? Any thoughts? No. Well, no. great. Thank you for doing the research for this podcast. You know? I will... Wait, where is the trailer? Even? Oh, my God. I literally linked it in the... Okay, you're not going to watch it now, okay? Anyway, I guess I don't really Two have much... and a half much... minutes long. It's, it's a pretty trailer. Long. That's a long trailer. It's a full trailer. I, it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know anything. Shannon, so what I'll say, I I will say this in my defense. Okay. okay. You linked LOL animated series, and it linked to a homepage that links an article, not a video. So I thought they announced it, but not that there was a trailer. If I knew there was a trailer, I would have watched it, Shannon. That's my defense. Your defense is me. terrible. If you open the article, I think it's you a really see good the defense. video. Okay. Anyway. We don't need to talk about this too long. It looks on again. I know literally nothing about the lore of this game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't interest me in any way. But the trailer makes it look pretty cool. I think the art style it looks way better than League does, and it looks. Uh, it's like a. I'm not again. I'm not an artist. It looks way more polished than the Dota one. Like the Dota one feels, and it's not like this is a complete. What's the word? Departure from actual reality. The the Dota one feels a slightly lazy. It's like you're just mm. you're just shitting it out real quick while you can just to see if it gets the traction you need, and then you can make new seasons, and then maybe then it's more polished. Same thing for like Castle, or maybe not Castlevania, but the new uh, Witcher series that they came out with. This one looks way more polished. Looks quite good, and I will probably watch it. I don't know if it's actually good or not, but. Um, mm-hmm. I feel kind of disgusting saying that because it is League of Legends, but it does. It looks looks interesting. So this is the one that's been in the works for when was it? They announced that they were doing an animated series. We they talked about that on it the podcast on their over tenth anniversary. So it was maybe a year and a half ago because that was before right. Valorant was released, before their card game. Like they announced everything at the same time, and we were very jealous. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, it looks. Uh, cool. I will definitely, I'll definitely say this looks better than League. But I also like League's graphics have always been very bland. 
Like, yeah, it's bland, and I, I the word I use is paper mache. Does that make any sense? Yeah, to you? yes, it does. I know exactly what you mean. Which I, agree. I really not. A I fan think of. I think League's graphics have always been like that, and that's like I want to say at this point it's a choice. They have a really big studio, and if they wanted to, they could have you know polished things up a lot and made them a lot more detailed. But I think it's just a style, a, a stylistic choice for the game. It's um. Maybe to make it appeal more casually, to make it run better on lower-end machines, like whatever it is. Uh, but as far as like just the complexity and the detail and graphics, I feel like Dota is miles ahead there. Um, but you know that's not. We're also very biased, to be fair. Uh, yes and no, because I mean I've played a lot of League myself, and I used to really like the game many years ago. So. I have my opinions about the pros and cons of that game. I'm not going to be like, oh, low League no, versus Dota, Dota better or whatever. We're not talking about balance. You know? We're like, talking about a subjective thing, which is art style, whether you like it or not. Right. Well, I could prefer the, you know, theoretically, you could prefer the art style one game, but still play the other one because you thought the gameplay was better, right? Valorant versus CSGO. I know exactly what you mean. I, I, think, I think the graphics in Counter-Strike Global Offensive are better than in 1.6, but I think 1.6 is probably still a better game, like we talked about last episode. So mm-hmm. if 1.6 had actively a lot of players in the same integration that CSGO did, I would probably play that instead. But it's same, right? Same. So, same with Source. Um, so that's just an example of it, right? But yeah, I, I genuinely do think Dota's graphics are more interesting and there's more like, there's just more texture on everything. It looks more appealing and interesting, but that's not everything in a video game. Gameplay matters a lot. Uh, relation with the game matters a lot. Like we've talked about with League, one of the things that it has done to maintain a big player base is the, what's it called? The one where you invest a lot into a game and therefore stick with it? Oh. Um, it's not a sunk cost fallacy, right? That's something else. I mean, that could that, also... You know what I mean, I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where because you've invested so much, you stay with it. It is sunk cost, is it? Maybe. But anyway. All right, anyway. Yeah. Looks but cool. Yeah, th- th- I we'll have see. to say, I, I just uh, I just looked through the trailer. It looks good. It definitely looks good. Uh, whether it looks better than the Dota one, I don't know if I agree with you with. Uh, it's. I think it's a different style. Um, I mean, like I said, it's subjective. I, it uh, just looks mm. like way more polished, which they've probably been working on a lot longer as well. Mm. So I could I could because I know that Dota like not Dota uh, the what are they called Mirror Studios they they like shit these not I'm not saying it's bad but they shit these series out like really fast. Mm-hmm. And this one looks like it was, I mean, different art style in general, but this looks way more popular. I guess for League, it's less of a gamble than for Dota, right? Yeah, if you release true. an animated series, Riot has, they know they have a really big dedicated fan base for their games and their universe. So I think it's less of a, we yeah. wonder if this gonna, is going to hit versus the Dota one, I think. And here mm-hmm. it's about, let's make it really fucking cool because we know people are going to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe. Maybe we're overthinking it. Who knows? Agreed. We never do that. Never. Okay, let's do a few or a couple at the very least Patreon mailbag questions. Uh, first one is from Mr. Niebling himself. Uh, as I write this, it's been around a half year since you made a separate YouTube channel for the show and moved it to Thursdays. My question is, has it had the desired effect? So I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but Thursdays have been better generally for mm-hmm. getting news of the week because like there's been yep. a couple times where they've come out on Friday or even Thursday night or whatever but not as consistent that's for sure. Yep. And then in terms of remember the biggest reason for us changing to the YouTube channel is because it was literally killing Dota Cinema. So I can say now looking at the views generally like the views on our new YouTube channel if you want to call it that uh the views that we get is roughly the same maybe a little bit less but let's just call it a wash it's basically the mm-hmm. same now that Pretty we're close. however many months past so that's good and then if you <laughs> if you go to dota cinema uh yeah we're getting a lot more views now uh and the channel has <laughs> kind of changed quite a bit to give you an idea a lot of the videos are very short they're getting like over 100k views when we were getting like nothing when the podcast was on the channel and it basically comes down to YouTube algorithm. Essentially, the way that I look at it, the mm-hmm. more time you spend making a video, the less worth it is. So example, Neil came out with a video. I have, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched it. Uh, two minutes long, how to backdoor in 7.30. 140,000 views. 
two hours later, I released my song that took mm -hmm. one month to make. <laughs> 42,000 views. It feels, again, like, I'm not doing this for the money. Like, I, I paid money to make sure that we could make it, and I know I was going to lose a bunch of money on it. But it's, like, that stuff is really fun. But obviously, it feels kind of bad <laughs> to not get What if you released a video things. called How to Make a Song in 7.30? Maybe that one would get... See, that's the thing. Like, the fact that Maybe you have to Maybe people just make... don't want to listen to the song. Yeah. I think saying official music video maybe, maybe hurt it. But it, you, I don't understand YouTube. I don't get it. I don't, I don't watch those kind of videos that get the know. views. These so algorithms are, I'm a they boomer. are what they are. I'm a boomer. I can tell you from my perspective, moving it to Thursday is good. Now, what we just need to do is move it to an hour later so that I have a way better cognitive function. But that's, Sorry, Sindarin. Not That's something happen. for the future. Okay, good effort though. Uh, well, when we change time zones, then you do get that, right? I think Romania is in the same time zone, isn't it? Oh, not. I'm talking about. I'm on. P We've had this combo before. I'm on PST like seven months out of the year. Oh, not this shit again. And then five months out of the year, I'm MST, which is means you get it to wake up an hour later. Okay, I thought we were synchronized for 10:30 CET, but we're not. We're synchronized for your time. I don't remember anymore. It's too complicated. Okay. Let's say it's your time if it helps me. All right. Next question cool. from The Asset. Mailback question from the guy in the chair. Okay, I guess he has two names. Having waited so long for TI-10 now, do you think it would have been better to do TI without fans last year? I'm assuming in this question that it would have been possible for Valve to do an NBA-style bubble to keep the competitors as safe as possible. What do you think? Um... I think so, but I think it was a really hard call to make. And I think part of the reason it feels like they should have done one last year more now than I felt, let's say, six months ago, is that unfortunately with the lineup as it looks right now, TI-10 might also be significantly stifled by COVID, right? If you asked me a year ago, I would have thought at this point in time where we're at now, we could largely run, if not fully run, a regular event. But things have just taken longer and maybe I was naively optimistic. Um, but with that in mind, the reason I'm saying it like that is, let's say you cancel TI-10 and delay it by a year, but then the payout is big. Like, then when TI-10 comes around, it's fucking amazing. Right. Then it feels like it was worth the wait, right? But now, with we, we skipped a year, basically, and we went here, and now it's a bit of a question mark how amazing it's going to be with all the stuff surrounding it. We don't know that yet. Maybe it's going to turn out super awesome, and then we're obviously really, really happy. Uh, but there is the risk that there are complications that make it less enjoyable than it could have been. Um, and if that is the case, if this TI suffers from COVID, which is just, you know, real and a shame and not really, like we said, anyone's fault. Uh, if it does that, then maybe it would have been nice to have like a gap TI as well. Just a TI 10, like we had the league championships, the FIFA championships, whatever, yada, yada, that and CSGO tournaments that ran uh, during the more intense periods of COVID. Um, mm. But obviously, then that one would have definitely been without fans. Um, I think there's pros and cons, although um, probably I would I will, say at this point we would should have maybe had it. I will take yeah. the, believe it or not, I will take the opposite answer. I don't, having hindsight, I think it still would be, would have been a bad idea, but mm. only for one reason. Mm -hmm. So the comparison is to the NBA bubble, right? Right. Those players are, Again, I know there's international players and whatnot, but for the most part, players live in the U.S. They work like they expect to be in the U.S. and it's all domestic. Right. Put them all in the same building, all that stuff. If that was the same for Dota, then yes, I agree. But because you're having so many people coming from so many different countries, there's no at that time there are no vaccines, right? Period. Right. I think it would have been a bad idea still. Yeah, personally. maybe it wouldn't even have been possible, but. It did work out for League, right? And they did yeah. fly in people from a lot of different countries. So I guess like, Valve could have done the same. It, it's just one of those risk-reward situations, right? Like, right, I agree. If it worked out, then yeah, it would have been sure. But who knows if that's actually the case. I don't know. Yeah. It would have been a risk no matter how you look at it. And I, what League did was also a risk, right? Because you can take all the precautions you want, but there is still the risk that something goes wrong. Somebody's irresponsible and does something dumb. Uh, something unlucky happens and it ends up spreading COVID, you know, whatever it is, 
Mm. It could have happened. As far as I'm aware for the league championships, that didn't happen. So good for them, but it could have, right? Well, And that's what's so tricky about this shit, like we talked about with the upcoming TI, is that almost no matter what the outcome is, you can always just say afterward, well, we should have just done the other thing, right? Like, we should have had more restrictions mm. or we should have had less restrictions. We should have done this, we should have done that because this happened or this didn't happen. And you just don't know. Like, yeah. So how do you plan for that uncertainty? Like, you, you just you so go with what I, you think is the best and then that's it. I could right. be wrong, but I personally feel like the only way that Valve would be willing and or able to do a bubble is if it was in Seattle. They have one headquarters. Yeah. It's in Seattle. Probably. And at that time last year, many people could literally not enter the U.S., right? That's true. Yeah, you're right. So I think actually, I, I think, logistically yeah, speaking, I'm, I'm actually possible. I'm actually with you now, now that we've talked about it some more. I think you're right. I actually think it's still better that we didn't have it. Even though other tournaments did have it, I think it was a, still, in hindsight, probably a good choice, actually. And that that TI had a lot of risk of just flopping and being underwhelming. Um, Plus, so. I wouldn't have been invited last year, so it wouldn't have really been great. TI That's time, true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. So again, like we said, uh, we're going to do our, I mean, 99% chance we will be able to get an episode out for the pre-TI-10. It'll be like a day or two before the group stage begins. We'll both be in Romania, of course. Uh, almost certainly will not be able to stream it, so it'll just come out as a VOD. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Suns fan and Cinderin signing out. Goodbye. Subscribe. Subscribe. See you at TI10, everybody. We subscribe. <laughs> we say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah.